Hey friends, Mike Nicholas here. If this is the second time you've had to listen to this podcast because of audio issues with the first version, please accept my apologies. I obviously do not pay my audio engineer enough to double check his work, and I guess I should know because I'm also my own audio engineer, and there were some obvious issues with the first version. So what follows is the updated remastered version, and thank you for your patience. Bye-bye. Again, friends and fellow truth seekers, Mike Nicholas here with another episode of the Soul Unleashed podcast, where my goal is to help you break out of old paradigms, ask the right questions in your search for deeper meaning for your life, and help you shift from a spiritual skeptic to a free thinker. Let's dive in with today's adventure. Welcome. Today's podcast is going to be about look for what you want to see. And I want to share with you a technique that I found very effective in determining what I see throughout the day. What I want to start off with, however, is a prayer. And the reason I'm sharing this is because this prayer is how my life view was shaped at a very young age. I grew up in a Catholic household, wonderful Catholic parents, and went to Catholic school. But I learned this prayer and to pray when I could learn to talk. And so just listen to the words of this because this kind of explains how I approach life. And it's a beautiful prayer, and I'm about to say it from memory. Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To thee do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this veil of tears. Turn then, O most gracious advocate, thine eyes of mercy toward us. And after this, our exile... Show unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary, pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. So that's the prayer. And I grew up with that type of attitude. Now, I love my mother and my parents dearly, and my grandmother, of course. They went through the Great Depression, and so their way of looking at life at it was tough. It was full of suffering. It was full of sacrifice. And that's how I approached life, especially saying this prayer all the time, that life was brutal, in many cases short, and that we're supposed to just carry our cross and endure life. And then once we get through this, our reward is to be judged after we die, and then spend the rest of time in eternal bliss with with God. Well, that attitude has changed quite a bit especially the past three or four years, as I've gone through this spiritual change, this metamorphosis, if you will, and this unleashing of my own soul. And I've been listening to many other different things. One of the concepts I've shared previously is called manifesting. And the concept of manifesting is that we have the ability, we as, as human beings, to use thought to determine what our lives should look like. One of the most effective things in doing this is something called segment intending. And segment intending is where we decide what's going to happen during each segment of the day. And decide in terms of saying, this is what I want to see. This is what I expect to happen. This is what I want to happen throughout the day. And you look for the good things. And I came across a 
saying or a, a affirmation, if you will, that was done by a lady named Esther Hicks. Esther Hicks channels somebody called Abraham or a group of people called Abraham. Believe me, I, I can see some of the expressions on some of you. <laughs> this, is, this is weird stuff, and I know it is. And to me, it was weird stuff too. And three or four years ago, I, w- I would have uh, already turned this mod- podcast off. But one thing that they say in they ch- she channeled is this saying, and this is the focus of today's podcast. I repeat to myself multiple times throughout the day this. Today, no matter where I'm going, no matter what I'm doing, my dominant intention is to look for what I want to see. I'll say that again. Today, no matter where I'm going, no matter what I'm doing, my dominant intention is to look for what I want to see. That's it. And I've been saying that, what, for a couple weeks now. And it's amazing how I do see the things I want to see. For example, some of the things I'm looking for are, are beauty right now, nature's beauty. We're surrounded by, where I live anyway, we're surrounded by the beauty of fall and all the leaves changing. And I've started, I drive to the hospital every day to see my wife. And as I, as I leave the house, I take a couple of cameras with me. I have these cameras that I love to shoot with. And I look for beauty. I look for leaves. I look for just sunlight coming through the trees. And I find myself constantly being grateful and giving thanks to God which changes my attitude, right? That makes me happy about life. It makes me happy about things. So I give thanks to God just for simple things like the way the Potomac River looks as I cross it or the way the Washington, D.C. looks off in the distance. Or It's just been a whole different shift in how I viewed the day. So I look for what I want to see, and and it's, it's turned out to actually work in a lot of surprising ways. In addition to all the beautiful things I've taken pictures of and how that's gone. Something happened yesterday. This is just another quick story. So I've been trying to spend more time with my grandchildren. And even though they live close, they're very busy, and so it's hard to spend time with them. And it's been about four weeks since I'd seen them. My grandson plays baseball. He's 11. And my granddaughter is 8. And she used to go to his games all the time, but now that she's older, you know, she's usually off on play dates with her friends. But... I found the time to go to his baseball game yesterday. And as part of my intending, looking for what I want to see, I said to myself, I want to see not only him play baseball, but I I want to spend time with my granddaughter. And so as I pulled up to the the baseball field, I saw my granddaughter and my daughter-in-law walking across the grass to the game. And I thought, man, that's cool. Okay, that's great. And then over the next, turns out the baseball game was a doubleheader. And I know my wife's not a big baseball fan. She she dies when they're this, that long. But it gave me about three to four hours to spend with my granddaughter. And it was an amazing time. She, she wanted to be next to me. She wanted to sit on my lap. I just loved every second with her and watching our grandson. And the cool thing was I had one of my fancy cameras with me. It's a Fuji uh, X-T2. It's got all these dials and knobs on it. And she was fascinated with all that, and I showed her how to use the camera. And we took about an hour and went walking all the different paths around the baseball field and took pictures, and I was talking to her about how to compose photographs and colors and lines and and that kind of thing, and all the leaves. And she took an amazing number of pictures, and then I showed her how to use the 
the quick shutter speed to do some action shots. And so she was kind of like the little team photographer taking pictures of guys sliding in the home plate and batting. And she got some amazing, amazing shots. Some of them are going to use in their, their uh, annual calendar, I think. So it was just an amazing time to spend with her. And I was so grateful for saying, you know, this is what I want to see. This is what I expect. And then it also kind of worked at the hospital. Again, from yesterday, I went to the hospital. I always have an intention when I go there that I want to the doctors and nurses to be supportive and to help my wife, but also to interact with me so I know what's going on. And I was there yesterday, and everything. same thing happened. I saw the nurse. I saw the, the nurse practitioner and the doctor, and, and they, it was good. It was, it was a wonderful time, and my wife is doing surprisingly well. That's a subject for a different podcast, but she, she's been making some amazing progress. But she needs her hair washed, and it's been like a month. How long has she been there? She's been there 12 weeks since she's had her hair washed, and that's, you know, it's a big thing for her, and she doesn't, she doesn't like the way it is, and, and it needs to be washed. And so I was going to bring somebody from the outside to come in and do that because the nurses were so busy. I stopped at the nurse's desk on the way out, and there was a young lady sitting there. I said, hey, do you know somebody I can bring in to do my wife's hair? And she said, I'm new here. You know, I'm, I'm just learning. I really don't know anybody, but let me go check with my supervisor. So she goes and she checks with the supervisor, and this lovely lady comes out, and her name is Moira. Now, my wife and I are both Irish. Our ancestors are Irish, and we've been to Ireland and... I'm a genealogist, so I know all the Irish people. And had we had a daughter, we would have named our daughter Moira. And so Moira is kind of special for us. And Moira, in her lovely Irish accent, after I explained to her what I was trying to do, she said, oh, let me show you what we have for that. And she took me in this other room, and she showed me these little special bags they use, nothing of which I was aware of before, and these little special little ovens they use to heat the bags up. And I learned way more than I really cared to know about hair care in the hospital but this was so wonderful because she said oh yeah we'll take care of your wife no problem we'll get all the girls together it'll be fun we'll have a little party after visiting hours <laughs> so so I think that happened last night I'm looking forward to going in and seeing what they did with my wife's hair but she was all excited about this little project to take care of my wife and again that was just something where I intended before I went in there that that good things would happen and, and they do. So I'm sharing this with you just because that technique of looking for what you want to see is is an amazing thing. And honestly, according to all I've read and learned about manifesting, it works both ways. If you're expecting your day to go bad, if you're expecting to be a ton of traffic, if you're expecting work to be terrible, sure enough, if you think that, that's probably what you're going to see. That's what you're going to get. So my humble advice is, Look for what you want to see, but what you want to see are positive things, happy things. And one final little note, again, this will be in the show notes, but I was reading a book recently called Thought Vibration or The Law of Attraction in the Thought World. Now, if you've listened to my podcast, you know that I've been reading a whole lot of books and videos, and most of them are recent. Mike Dooley, uh, Abraham Hicks, Napoleon Hill. Napoleon Hill was in the 50s, but recently in terms of this this thought concept that thoughts become things. I was shocked to learn 
that this book, it was written in 1906 by William Walker Atkinson, Thought Vibration, and he had a whole concept back then called New Thought. And he was he's one of the guys that I would have thought was a nut job five, three or four years ago, all the things that he was into. But in this little book, it says specifically, thoughts become things. And another line that I highlighted, which is, we see that for which we look. So sure enough, he says the exact same thing that Abraham Hicks said 89 years later about thoughts become things and look for what you want to see. So that's what I really want to stress for today or just share with you today. It's a technique that I found really helpful and wonderful in terms of seeing beauty and appreciating beauty and being grateful for things. And today, no matter where I'm going, no matter what I'm doing, my dominant intention is to look for what I want to see. Thanks. Bye-bye. Well, that wraps up things for today. Can you do me a favor? Can you hit the subscribe button wherever you download this podcast? That way, you'll never miss an episode. And even more importantly, can you leave a review? On most phones, you just need to scroll down below the episodes and you'll see the review options. Both things will help other seekers, such as yourself, find this podcast more easily. And that's what I'm looking for. More awesome people like you. So thank you until next time. Bye-bye. Thank you.